My family creates music, art, and books. Please support us and check it all out. Links are in the description. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day. Um, many of you may not know this, but I'm actually working on an autobiography right now. It's got pictures in it uh, of me growing up. It's uh, got stories about my family members, my life, some of the things that I've been through. And um, it's it's just got a lot of really dark, uh, hardcore stuff in it because it is about my life and some of the struggles that I've been through. A lot of pain, uh, a lot of accomplishments, a lot of achievements as well. And I also wanted to make sure that whenever I wrote the book that I wrote about also the mistakes that I made, the choices, regrets, all this kind of thing. I didn't want to be one of these type of people who have someone else write my life story and then they paint me out to be like some kind of superhero or bullshit. I figure if you're going to write a book and it's about your life, um, I wanted it to actually be who I was as a person, who I am as a person, that kind of thing. Unfortunately, even though I'm 400 pages into it, and it's it could easily be a complete uh, work or project, I just keep finding myself writing more of my thoughts and remembering more things that I went through and what I existed through in my life. So I just I keep on writing. And now the book has become more like a a journal or some kind of diary that one day I actually plan on publishing and publicly putting out there for people. I think one of the main reasons why I'm holding back, though, is because the book does, however, throw some shade on some family members that are still alive. Family members I had problems with in the past, but... Uh, as you read into the story, you are going to discover that I ended up having peaceful resolutions and working things out with certain people. And But if you were to just read some of it, or just read the beginning, or those specific family members were to read it, they might become offended or triggered, pissed off, and it is very possible that relationships could change. So... That is the reason why I've kind of held back. And also, it's good therapy for me to write down my life and what I've been through. Real good. Uh, as many of you have noticed, uh, I've been making videos a lot like the way I used to whenever I first started out on YouTube. Uh, really expressing a lot of personal things. A lot of uh, um, really making myself transparent so I could be more easily understood by people how people can understand how I went from a child who went to church to a hardcore atheist for many years, becoming one of the top guys, and then finding and seeking God, and then finding the truth, and then coming back into the fold. And uh, the many challenges I went through on that. So today I'm going to share a, a very personal story that I've never shared before on the internet. Um, I've kind of dabbled a little bit where some people kind of got the idea. I have definitely spoken to uh, some atheists in the past, whenever I was a non-believer, as well as religious people, about some pretty dark-ass things that ended up happening to me, having to do with child abuse, 
but I never publicly put it out there. I probably would have a long time ago, but unfortunately I started getting bashed by some people out there and I felt like to share a personal story like this would end up um, just giving fodder, feeding trolls and horrible people who enjoyed watching me suffer and all that. But my mindset is different now. I feel as though God has got my back. I feel like God has been directing me. And I feel an extra level of strength. I can't explain it. But I just feel like what's in my heart can be shared 100% and not hold back. What I'm about to tell you, though, will be very confusing. And it'll be very strange because... Uh, the person that I'm going to be talking about is my mother. Um, in all of my videos that I've ever done, even whenever I was an atheist and religious, I have pretty much uh, described her as being an angel, some wonderful person. Um, but not all of that was... Um, it's not that it wasn't true. It's that I just didn't share the parts where she was the devil where she was um, had some pretty bad moments in her life. And I think one of the reasons why I did that is because, as many of you know, she ended up taking her own life. And I just figured sooner or later I would just simply uh, be able to put it behind me. But anyone that's ever suffered real pain or suffered any kind of abuse, you know that that is something that you you're never going to get over. Even whenever you're a senior citizen and you're an old person... If there's someone you cared about in your life that abused you and they hurt you and they devalued you, they demoralized you, this is something you'll never forget, especially if it's your own mother or father or a parent who was supposed to love you and care for you and protect you. So the story goes like this. In the beginning, my mother was like an angel. She was the type of woman that would sit next to your bed and uh, read you a story whenever you were scared of the dark or you weren't able to sleep. She was very kind, very compassionate, and uh, there was that. But she also suffered from bipolar manic depression as well as many other things. Um, according to the doctors that she visited, she had schizoid issues, which meant that sometimes she believed that something was talking to her. Uh, she believed that she was seeing things that were not there. <clears throat> and for whatever reason, because I was born in 1976, and this was back in the 80s, this uh, issue building up, doctors didn't seem to be as, uh, how shall I say, sensitive as modern days. If something like this were to happen in modern day, they would usually take a child out of the household unless the person was properly supervised or medicated uh, to keep them stable. But it wasn't like that back in the day. So I myself, as the oldest son, three kids altogether, two would eventually come into existence. I experienced my mother <clears throat> go from... <clears throat> Sorry, I need to take a drink. I experienced... A person go through a serious transition in their life. They went from being a really kind, good person. They went from being a person who went to church a lot, who believed in God, to all of a sudden becoming paranoid. Um, 
becoming violent, becoming aggressive, um, just awful. And when you're a child, you don't understand that. You don't understand how it is that you're going to church with this woman and you're hearing about God, how important family and bonds are between your children and and how loving Jesus Christ is and compassionate, how great God is that he's always looking out for us, to coming home and having your a mother with clenched fists beating the ever-living piss out of you repeatedly. Sometimes my mother would hallucinate, and she would, I don't know if a lot of you know this, but I look a lot like my father. If me and my father were to stand together, not only do we look similar, I'm a little bit taller, but he also shares the same name with me. His actual name is Brett Keen, and that's as much personal information as I'm going to give you about this, this fella. Well, sometimes she would hallucinate, and she would go through one of her manic modes um, where she was really in the darkness, and she actually thought that I was my father. So she would pulverize the shit out of me. There were some times where I would be sleeping in my bed, and she would come in and wake me up by punching me and kicking me and doing all kinds of horrible shit. My mother, besides abusing me, she also abused many of my family members, she would go over to their homes and cry and scream about how terrible her life was and how horrible. And then she would request that they do things for her, whether they take her shopping or give her money. And this wouldn't have been a problem if it wasn't almost every single week. It was just constantly want, want, want. And I remember so many times being on the passenger side of the car, sitting in the back seat, and even if someone helped her or gave her stuff, she would drive away saying, that fucking prick. It's about time they actually did something, piece of shit. And she would just trash them all the way back to the house. Or wherever we lived at the time. Me and my mother ended up moving all over the damn place and shit. And a lot of people helped her. A lot of churches gave her food. A lot of churches done things for her. But she was tripping. And the doctors didn't help her because they just, back then, doctors were really big on experimenting with drugs. If they thought there was misdiagnosis, mal malpractice, they would give you every kind of drug. My mother literally walked around like a human pharmacy. She had a purse that was just filled to the brim with fucking lithium, uppers downers everything that you could think of because the doctors weren't really sure or understood bipolar and manic depression and schizoid and all the damn things that she was suffering from well at the same time whenever i was just a little boy my father was living with us they were married and she would strike him she would attack him whenever he was at work though she would strike me and sometimes my dad wouldn't come home for days sometimes he wouldn't come home for months and I would be the one that would be her target. And unfortunately, there were times where he'd walk through the door after being gone for a long time. And she would be so angry and so infuriated at him that she would fucking jack him right in his jaw. She would hit him. And sometimes he took it. Sometimes he just stood back and let, you know, he'd say, stop it, Cindy, stop it. Don't do this. Don't do this. 
But other times he wasn't as patient. He didn't have as much endurance. Sometimes he had worked a fucking all damn day up into nighttime and then he'd come home and she would do that. And maybe he ended up before coming home would stop and get him a drink. So he wasn't in his right fucking head. He'd come home, she'd start swinging and sometimes she got popped. And she would end up calling the fucking police on him, and he would end up getting a record for being an abuser and shit because he didn't want to get hit over and over, and it was happening over and over and over again. So after he got himself in trouble a few times with her, some of it was false accusations, some of it he actually did, um, he would end up uh, leaving for good. And he left her at about between... If my timeline is straight, because this is long ago, between 10 and 13 years old, he would end up walking away from her. At this point, she was still functional, where she could actually drive and go places and do shit. She could continue to drive off to somebody's home or to an organization, crying for help, whether it be from the government or whether it be from a family member or one of these new... uh, kind of HUD things or whatever, food stamps, you name it. We were poor as fuck. The house was a mess. It was terrible. And uh, it got to the point where between 10 and 13, she started getting this idea in her head that she realized that she was falling apart. So she started putting me into foster homes. She started calling up uh, these caseworkers and saying, I can't take care of my kid. I can't. I can't uh, make it. I'm so sick. I'm so depressed. I'm losing it. She would sometimes say that she was suicidal and shit, which she was. And uh, they would end up taking me away, and I'd go into these placements. Well, around 15 years old, I found myself going back and forth between this shit and then being with her. And whenever she wanted me to do something while I was staying with her, she would threaten me. She would say, well, if you don't give me your money... You know, if I was working a job or I was doing something or bringing in money, however, the way I was doing it, she would say, you're going to give me all your money or get the fuck out. This is how we're going to do it. And I would uh, be really upset about this because I wanted to save up money and get out of there. I wanted to escape. Between 10 years old and 15 years old, I was constantly calling my father and saying, dad, please save me. Get me out of here. I don't want to continue to be locked up in these uh, residential homes. And to me, I considered it locked up. I mean, that's even what my mother referred to it at as like a, a boy's jail or something being put in these type of placements and all that kind of shit. It was horrible. And of course, some of these residential homes had children who had really, really bad problems. Kids who had been sexually abused, kids who had you know, stolen cars and uh, committed just atrocities in the world. And then you get to live with these type of kids where now uh, you think bullies at school are bad. Just wait until you're sharing a fucking, you know, a, a giant room filled with bunk beds like a damn military base where it's filled with mean, angry kids who feel abandoned and neglected or uh, feel like their life doesn't mean anything. And this little scrawny white kid comes in, as fucked up looking as I am, um, 
I got the shit whipped out of me quite a few times being in this type of environment. Well, eventually a lot of the same things that were happening to my father would end up happening to me. Where she would strike me, she would hit me, she would even pick up heavy objects and begin physically assaulting me with this fucking shit. And I would defend myself, I'd protect myself, sometimes I'd just walk out the door and she'd slam the door behind me and lock it, and I would go on my merry way. And of course, whenever it was winter and it was cold, I would end up sooner or later sitting out there for a while and thinking, all right, fuck it, I'll just give her my money, I'll give her all my fucking money, I don't want to freeze to death, I don't want to sit out here and get sick. I ended up getting pneumonia, uh once because of this being out in the fucking cold like that she started getting really bad i think she got really terrible around the time that uh, between 10 and 13 years old because at around between 12 and 13 my grandmother ended up getting uh cancer and my my grandmother was like her only support structure. My grandmother was not pleased with her behavior. My grandmother didn't see it as she was some kind of person with mental illness. My grandmother seemed like an old-fashioned type of person where she just seen that people had struggles and there were hard times and that if you were strong enough, you should be able to pull your ass out of it type of attitude. People back then, they didn't really take mental illness very seriously. They didn't take it as anything but you're just having a hard time, you know, quit fucking whining type of attitude. Uh, get your shit together. So she never really seemed to sympathize with her daughter. and uh, But she still sometimes... Um, and I think she did it mostly because my mother didn't have anybody else and because she had a child that my grandmother felt that she had to do something. Um, sometimes my grandmother would take me into her home. Sometimes she would give my mother money, hoping to God that she would use the money to actually take care of her kids, but she didn't. She didn't use any of the money ever get new clothes or school stuff or school supplies i remember so many times going to school and not having anything with me having to wear the same fucking clothes uh, a couple times in a row and you know when you do that and you're around kids who are really big into fashion during the 80s and early 90s boy they really give you fucking hell over that shit they give you hell. So it seemed like no matter where I was, whether I was at home or whether I was at school, um, there was this constant aggravation, this constant fucking people wanting to damage me and do harm to me. Well, um, yeah, there was this one day where she wanted all my money. She wanted all my shit. And uh, I had been fed up. I said, fuck no on that. I decided that uh, I was going to save my money up and I was going to get the hell out of there. And uh, 
I had enough money at this point. I had chucked some away that she didn't know about. And I had just enough money for a one-month rent and a fucking deposit. I was ready to fly. Get the fuck out of this shit. I think I was, like, uh, just getting ready to work my way into 17 years old, just from 16 to 17. And I was fucking ready. You know, get me the fuck out of this shithole. And uh, she pounded on me. She did her usual bullshit. And I uh, decided, you know what, fuck this. I'm not going to take this shit anymore. So I ran out the door. And again, she did what she routinely did was lock that fucking door and deadlock it and leave me sitting outside. But I didn't give a shit. At this point, I had made me a couple buddies. They weren't good buddies. They weren't great buddies. So I made a phone call and I said, get me the fuck out of here, please. And uh, these parents uh, of the kid that I was friends with, they heard my story. They seen that I had marks on me from getting the shit kicked out of me. And they said uh, I could stay with them. And uh, I would eventually end up getting into um, my own place. And then not too long after, I would end up uh, walking the streets and then come upon this building where I would find my future wife standing on a balcony, almost as if God put her there waiting for me. But when that happened, when that door slammed behind me and I went out there and I went to stay with those people, unfortunately for me, uh, my mother decided that she wouldn't have this shit, that she wasn't cool with me leaving because that meant that my income was no longer something she could steal from me and take from me. And now that I wasn't there, she didn't have anybody to use for a fucking punching bag anymore. So... What she did was she called the police and said that I was doing some pretty horrible shit to her. And uh, she figured that would put me uh, put me back pretty bad. She was going to show me. She was going to show me that there's no running away. You don't abandon me. You don't escape your mother type of shit. She made a lot of those threats towards my father as well whenever he was married to her. And that's one of the reasons why... He, he ended up divorcing her and getting the fuck away from her. Sadly, I think that my father was actually scared of her. I think that one of the reasons why he didn't come to see me ever was because he was afraid. How do I know? Because the countless times I called him, begging him to come take custody over me, he said, Brad, if I go to court with her, she will say all kinds of ignorant shit, and then I'll end up losing everything. He's like, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry you're going through this and uh, blah, blah, blah. But he didn't fucking reach out. He didn't do anything. So I, end, I ended up having a great deal of hatred for that man. I seen him as a fucking coward and a weak ass man who could have been a good father, who could have done this. And I didn't understand mental illness myself. So I assumed that. I felt sorry for her. I felt like if more people would have done something for her or helped her. But as I got older, I realized there was nothing anybody could do. I had to be much older before I came to that realization. For the longest time, I held her in my mind as this 
angel who just so happened to fall into hell, and the flames just burnt her so badly that there was nothing but darkness and shadows left. I guess I kind of seen it like Luke Skywalker, where your parent has been turned to the dark side, and that if you just say enough or you do enough, that somehow that'll change. But it didn't. So the police, they ended up making a report on me, obviously. But they didn't take me off to some kind of jail. I didn't get incarcerated. I didn't get in any uh, major bullshit. It was just reported and then put out there on a record for what she did. And I'll never be able to have that removed or expunged or any of that shit. That's, uh, that's what went down. And it wasn't until like later on in life where I guess they passed some kind of law where uh, juveniles' records are not able to be used against them, you know, because juveniles make mistakes or have bad choices. But then later on in their life, when they're adult, that shit won't be held against them kind of thing. But back then, they didn't have a whole lot of that shit. You just got reported, and boom, that was the story. It was their job. They had to report anything that goes on. It was hell, and this is one of the segments that you will find in my autobiography. It's one of the stories, and I'm not even, what I'm telling you right now isn't even breaking the surface on some of the fucking abuse and some of the uh, sickness that I had to deal with. And then, lo and behold, I would end up finding out later that I am also diagnosed with bipolar manic depression. I'm not schizoid. I don't have all the other things that she has, but sadly, I've inherited one of these genetic issues. And um, I know what it's like to go through severe depression. I know what it feels like to know what it's like. Uh, I know what it's like to feel as though life isn't worth living sometimes. I know what it's like to have bad thoughts in your head. I've learned a lot. And the more I've learned and dealt with my own condition and my issues, the more I can understand and relate to why it was that these things were happening to me. I've went through years and years of healing, and I've never been able to have the wealth or the money to be able to afford a therapist or a counselor. I don't even have health care, ladies and gentlemen, Whenever I have problems, I have to, you know, go to an emergency room or straight to the doctor and shit. My wife and my children have health care, but I don't. So I can't afford, you know, these expensive people to sit down with me. And I'm also scared of them. I'm terrified of going into hospitals or terrified about going to therapists because my mother had issues, but whenever they drugged her up like that, she became a hundred times worse. And to be fair to the doctors, she was over-medicating herself. She wasn't doing the shit scheduled like she was supposed to. She was popping pills. Anytime she had a bad thought or was feeling shitty, boom, goes in a, you know, a volume or whatever the fuck she could to buzz herself or get herself high. She was off the fucking wall. 
And for some oddball reason, doctors never seem to notice. They never seem to get the fucking blues clues. It was a mess. My entire childhood was fucking ripped away from me. And then, of course, when I would end up meeting my wife, I had all these demons and darkness and flames of hell that burned me. But she was a beautiful, wonderful angel. She was patient with me. She put up with my bullshit. And she loved me. And then here we are today. Well, I hope you all found that interesting. When you get an opportunity, check out the radio station. Check out some of my audio tracks. I also play music. People are more than welcome to call me up. You can um, leave messages, request music, songs that you want to hear, and all that. And uh, expect, as long as I have my YouTube channel, I am going to start talking about a lot of things that I have in my auto autobiography. I'm going to be sharing a lot of personal things. And I'll be honest with you, I don't give a rat's ass if people try to um, abuse me more on the internet. I don't care if you decide to weaponize social media and try to make me look like an asshole or something or try to cut up my words or compare my words to other videos where I may have said something different or tried to explain things in a different way. Um, I don't care. Try to make me look like an asshole if you want, but I need this. I need this for myself. And if people can't handle it, then please don't watch because I'm not looking to drag people down. I am trying to strengthen my relationship with God and I am trying to get this darkness out of myself. And the only way I know how to do it is to put it out there for people to hear. I know some people are probably going to be like, well, Brett, don't you think that's a little fucked up? Why don't you go to your family members? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've already been through this. One, I don't want to burden my brother, and my sister doesn't even want to keep contact with me. And my other family members, some of them are extremely old now, or they're dead. Or some family members just don't give a flying fuck. So this is my only way to do it. And if my YouTube channel ends up disappearing, I have all these tracks recorded. They'll be up on my radio playing along with my favorite music and yours. And that will be that. But I need this. I need to be able to write this shit down. I need to be able to talk about it. It's something that affects me all the way up into my adulthood that I need to vent about. And I'm sorry if it's confusing if you've listened to videos in the past where the timeline seems funny or something doesn't sound or more was explained or this information wasn't added with this video or whatever. You have to understand that when I'm talking about my past, so much shit has happened, it's hard to be able to like coherently connect all the fucking dots for me. You think it's confusing for you. Imagine being the motherfucker that actually went through this. And it probably doesn't help that I have so many dents in my head from being fucking popped over and over and having objects and blunt objects used on my fucking brain. So 
bear with me, people. Try to be fucking patient. If you can't, then just don't watch these videos. Watch the ones that are edifying and uplifting where I'm talking about God and how good God is. You know, if you are suffering from depression and it's not helping you, then don't fucking participate in a conversation that may drag you even further into darkness. But this is my outlet. It's my way of doing things. God bless.